Greetings to all of you again this morning. It's a blessing to be back with you here. Trust you all had a good night and always a surprise to have friends come. And so welcome to Wilmer and Rhoda and Sharon and Henry this morning. Good to see you here. And so as I was thinking about just a thought I had about the Sunday school lesson about the permanence of marriage and the reference was shared a couple times since Sunday school to now of Psalm 4.4 stand in awe of God and sin not. I just have a question for you. Do you think my message last night character we looked at, Joseph? Do you think Joseph had Psalm 4.4 at his access? You know, I I don't know what all Joseph had as far as scriptures, but I do know that he understood the concept, I believe, very well. Stand in awe of God and sin not. Because, you know, when Joseph said, how can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? I think Joseph understood what it meant and I believe he wanted to honor his God and so therefore he chose the path of freedom path of victory even though it cost him so yeah we could uh, continue on with the life of Joseph but this morning we're looking at another message and that is a council message and I uh, I'm thankful for the method that uh, the Mennonite Church has practiced for many years, and I take it that you have council and communion here at Lakeland twice a year. Is that right? And so examination, self-examination this morning. How many of you enjoy uh, going to the doctor or the urgent care or the hospital and you just love going through that x-ray machine or that CAT scan or that MRI and you just love those examinations. None of you. Nobody enjoys that. <laughs> well, you know, I, would, uh, I wouldn't raise my hand either. Um, I don't really enjoy those times of examination, but you know when our physical bodies have issues and have problems, we have a tendency to and we need to sit up and pay attention. Because if we're not feeling well and we're not sure what's wrong, we need to be checked out, right? (laughs) We need to surrender ourselves to examinations. And so, uh, when I think about the purpose, thinking about examination spiritually this morning, what is the purpose of council meeting? Well, I think the purpose of council meeting is to express peace. Express peace with God, with one another relating to your support of the congregation 
you know, maybe church standards or support of, of how you as a congregation are, are working out and uh, living out the Christian life. To express your workability and uh, upholding what you believe is important. And you know, those, those questions that you will be asked, um, as you've been hearing messages this throughout the week about who God is, who I am, and, and so on, all the messages that I brought this week, how are, how are you doing as far as looking at where you're at today? And, uh, you know, like I said earlier, I, I don't know all the struggles you're going through or what your life consists of. But if it's, any, if it's anything close to normal life, you, uh, you have challenges, I'm sure. And so the purpose this morning is to help us understand that examining our lives, and you can turn in your Bibles a while to 2 Corinthians 13 is where I want to begin with a few thoughts. And then we uh, want to look at some other scripture as well. <clears throat> Paul's writing to the Corinthian church. He wrote 1st and 2nd Corinthians, and there was a time span in between. I'm not sure what that was all this morning. It's really not all that important, but he comes here to chapter 13 and verse 5, where you see the words, examine yourselves, and he gives the reason why. Why should we examine ourselves? Whether ye be in the faith. So the question this morning to all of you and to myself as well is, am I, are you, in the faith? Well, what, what faith are we talking about? Talking about the faith of Jesus Christ. Our faith in a loving Lord. Our faith in the shed blood of Christ. His life. His, his, uh, his example that he lived and then given himself. Having himself being cruelly treated and suffering and dying. And so examine yourselves whether ye be in the faith. Then it says prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. And uh, so the purpose this morning in looking at examination, my title would be is, Are You in the Faith? In question form. And uh, I trust, based on what your testimonies have been throughout the week, and uh, your singing, I love your, your singing this morning. It, uh, it's a little bit like a brother one time I heard share that when uh, a man is preaching and he's uh, excited about a message, it's like telling a dog, sick him, when they say amen. <laughs> and so I was, uh, I was stimulated by being here this morning and, and worship. And so I, I uh, am excited to share this message with you. Now, let's go back to an Old Testament book. Let's see, Jeremiah wrote Lamentations, and I'd like to go to the book of Lamentations here for a verse. 
Lamentations chapter 3 and verse 40. Lamentations 3 verse 40 says, Let us search and try our ways and turn again to the Lord. Has the same idea here of, of searching and try our ways. Now, searching and trying our ways. The human heart, left to itself, tends towards selfishness and not toward God. You know, our humanness, we, are, we have a bent toward serving ourselves, becoming selfish, continuing on in self-serving. We like to have things the way we like them, right? We like to, um, we like to just be selfish. That's our natural tendency. But it says here that there's an active part in searching, and that is turn again. Try our ways and turn again to the Lord. Let's go now to Psalms 119. Psalm 119 and verse 59. And... Uh, yeah, verse 59 says, I thought on my ways and turned my feet unto thy testimonies. So here we have this idea of examination and the idea of turning and turned my feet. I thought on my ways, I considered where I am, and I've turned my feet. How? unto thy testimonies. I turned my feet so that my walk, my steps are towards the Lord, not away from the Lord. So the testimonies of God are right, is what we have in scripture. I'd like to just expand here a little bit on in Psalm 119, backing up to verse 57 and read through 64. Thou art my portion, O Lord. I have said that I would keep thy words. I entreated thy favor with my whole heart. Be merciful unto me according to thy word. I thought on my ways and turned my feet unto thy testimonies. I made haste and delayed not to keep thy commandments. The bands of the wicked have robbed me, but I have not forgotten thy law. At midnight I will rise to thank to give thanks unto thee because of thy righteous judgments. I am a companion of all them that fear thee and of them that keep thy precepts. The earth, O Lord, is full of thy mercy. Teach me thy statutes. This section of verses has been, I guess, a, a uh, has grown near and dear to my heart as I think about the action that is that is proclaimed here. He says in verse 57, I have said that I would keep thy words. This is action, keeping the words of God. How do we do that? Well, I think the choice 
in our, in our everyday lives is to be made every day as to whether or not I'm going to listen to the voice of God or listen to my, listen to my flesh, listen to Satan, and draw me the, away from God. And so examination is to see where I'm at and how I'm walking. You know, some of us may have difficulty because of the body, because of aging process in, in our walk. And that's, that's understood. But I'm talking here about spiritually walking with the Lord. How are you walking this morning? Just a question for you to contemplate about examining yourself. How are you walking? Does your walk please the Lord? Uh, do you, in your walk, are you keeping his words? In verse 57, I keep thy words. Verse 58, I, I entreated thy favor with my whole heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh, right? So here he's talking about the, my whole heart. I entreated thy favor. How many of you like to be uh, appreciated and, and accepted by friends? You know, we all have, we all have this created uh, emotion, I believe, within us that we want to belong. And we want to be appreciated by friends. That's a normal emotion. How about the Lord? The favor of God is on those who search for him and make an effort in your spiritual walk to please God. And then you will have the favor of God on your life. And what a blessing that is. And so this, this, uh, this created emotion within us of, of wanting to belong, I believe, reaches into our relationship with God. And as you examine your heart, as you share whatever you're going to share Wednesday night in your council meeting and where you are at spiritually, I ask you this morning, are you, is your whole heart searching to please God? I appreciated the devotional that Nelson shared there from Psalm 139. Search me, O God. And you know, when, when you have the searchlight of God on your life, uh, those who are not right with God, they, they, they want to cringe from that. You know, they want to push back from that because they have something to hide, right? And I guess an illustration of that would be is that you know, modern technology with these, with these wonderful instruments we carry around, they have, a, they have a chip in there, I guess, that I'm told they can follow you wherever you go. <laughs> uh, the idea of being followed or being found out where you are 24-7, 365 days a year, does that cause you fear this morning? To some people, it does. And I've said already, why would I fear that some uh, computer system or some person, uh, maybe the other part of the world or half the world away, will know where Jim Musser is on March the what 26th of 2023 
that he's preaching to a group of people here at Lakeland Mennonite Church. And I say, whoa, you mean somebody in China knows where I'm at today? <laughs> you know, I, 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 I use the term, so what? Right? So what? I have nothing to hide. And you know, when you're a Christian and you examine your life, you, you look at where you at, you're at spiritually, it should, be, it should be okay. Is that all right? It should be okay. And yes, I know that we, we have some areas maybe in our heart that we just don't want the Lord to knock on that door and open it up. But you know, as we look at the, the scripture, it's so much easier, better life. Transparency. Transparency can be a, a loving thing. Transparency can be fine with friends, with family. Oh, oh, whoop, whoop. You know, getting too close. <laughs> but transparency, how, how is it this morning to just say, yeah, if I have a problem in life, tell me, show me, help me to understand where I'm at. The loving fellowship of a brotherhood, I believe, can be a blessing when we have that kind of transparency. And we notice here a few more thoughts. Verse 59, I already mentioned, I thought on my ways and turned my feet unto thy testimonies. You know, the loving fellowship of a brotherhood that is transparent with each other, and we as brothers can say, well, what about this area in your life, brother? And you can put your name in there. What about this area in your life as a sister? And you can put your name in there. And, and, and we don't do it with a critical spirit of saying, well, no, you know, if, oh my, <laughs> If you don't change, well, I'm not sure I can worship with you. Oh, we would never say that. We would never say that, right? <laughs> well, that happens sometimes. But transparency is so much of a blessing. It says here, I made haste in verse 60 and delayed not to keep thy commandments. How are you this morning keeping the commandments of God? The bands of the wicked have robbed me, but I have not forgotten thy law. Talks about getting up at midnight there in verse 62. I'm not too interested in that because I, I need my sleep. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I will rise and give thanks unto thee because of thy righteous judgments. How is it some nights when you can't sleep? Do you rise and thank the Lord that you have life? When sleep evades us, we can still count our blessings, right? We visited my wife's uncle already, and he said he's busy in the, in the retirement home. So we asked, well, what are, what are you doing? He says, I'm counting my blessings. He was busy. So what a, what a challenge that is. Okay, let's go to Isaiah now. Isaiah chapter 59. 
And I, I trust each of you this morning are, are in a loving relationship with your Lord and in a loving relationship with your church, with your brothers and sisters. But I need to point out here in Isaiah 59 that sin separates. Isaiah 59, just a couple verses here, verse 1, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. You notice verse 2, but. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God. Your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood, your fingers with iniquity, your lips have spoken lies, your tongue hath muttered perverseness. None calleth for justice, nor any pleadeth for truth. They trust in vanity and speak lies. They conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. The Lord's hand is not shortened. You know, have you ever asked yourself the question, well, when, when someone falls into sin or someone commits iniquity, commits a, uh, a sin, we often ask the question, well, who moved? Well, it wasn't God. <laughs> because this verse very clearly tells me that the Lord's hand is not shortened. You know, God's hand of mercy has been the same from creation to 2023. His hand is not shortened. It continues to be extended out. That it cannot save. You know, if the hand or the arm, the hand of the Lord would be shortened, or the hand of the Lord would be withdrawn, and He would withdraw His mercy, He would withdraw His forgiveness, every one of us sitting here this morning would be lost. And so we're thankful that God's arm and God's hand isn't shortened. And what a blessing that is. It also says that his ear, neither his, neither his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. The other evening when I asked for you to, to share the, uh, the uh, verses by memory that we're looking at this week, I almost missed a child who was speaking and I couldn't hear. I have a little difficulty hearing. But I praise God this morning that God's ear is never grows dull. He never needs hearing aids. He doesn't need assistance to hear your cry, to hear your plea. But verse 2 says, your iniquities have separated between you and your God. I mentioned, I believe it was uh, one of the nights this week, about the experience of Adam and Eve there in the garden and the beauty of God's creation and how it was shattered when they made a choice to partake of what God said, don't take, don't eat. And his beautiful creation the wonderful uh, communication that he had with Adam and Eve there in the garden was shattered by one choice. And Adam and Eve from that point on 
They found some things out they never knew before, but they severed a relationship that should have been upheld and kept because God wanted to speak with them. How is it with you this morning? Sin separates you from God. Verse 2, very clear. Your iniquities have separated between you and your God. Just like Adam and Eve's relationship was severed with God and no longer could he with freedom walk through the garden in the cool of the day and communicate with them, it was over. The communication was severed. How's your communication this morning with God? We have to understand this morning that sin separates a communication with God. What does it also say? Your, uh, your iniquities have separated between you and your God. Your sins have hid his face from you. So sin hides the face of God from you. You can't even look and read in the word of God and hear the voice of God speaking to you through the holy word of God, the anointed word of God, because of sin in your life. It hides his face. You know, shame, in our day today, it seems like sin is so rampant that there's hardly any shame anymore to, to it. But if I read this scripture right and understand it properly, sin is still a shame to God. He hides his face from it. He doesn't want to see it. What does the Bible also say? That sin is an abomination to the eyes of God. And so I, I don't know how to make it any clearer this morning. To help us understand that in examining our heart, if there's something in your heart and something in your life that you don't feel like you can even pray to God, just remember, and I don't say this with any harshness, I say it because it's the truth of the word of God. God did not move, you did. And so we need to come back. We need to see where we made where we, where we sinned, we, we need to come back to where we made the, uh, uh, the, the separation that God's eyes can look upon us again without judgment, without, yeah, the condemning of God's eye upon us. It says that your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear you. You can pray all you want, and prayer is good. I thank you for your prayers this week. I could tell you were praying for me, and I praise God for that. I know that there was effective prayers happening this week, because I was a recipient of them. But let me remind you, when there's sin in your heart and there's sin in your life and you're not at peace with God, you're not at peace with one another, you're not at peace with the church, you can pray all you want. God will not hear. God will not hear. 
And I shamefully have to confess to you there were times in my life where I was right there. Yes, I was. I had evil thoughts in my mind toward other people. I had, I had thoughts like Job did where I wanted to cry out to God and say, I need you to explain this situation to me clearly. Until, like Job did, <laughs> you know, God explained, and I, I shared that earlier this week. Where were you, Job, when I laid the foundations of the earth? And, and then he saw God in such a greater picture that Job says, oh, I abhor myself. He fell on his face, confessed that he, he had heard about God, but he says, now mine eyes have seen And so I believe this morning that as you think about where you are in your walk with God, where you are in your relationship to God and to each other, and examine your heart, make sure there's no blemish there. Make sure there's no sin that is blinding the eyes of God, that is turning his face away from you, because sin will do that. You've heard the term many times, I'm sure. Sin will take you farther than you want to go. It will leave you longer than you want to stay. And it will cost you far more than you ever want to pay. And so, my heart this morning bleeds for those who have sin in their heart and just don't see it. I heard a man share a message one time that he asked his younger minister, <laughs> he was uh, preaching just a short time. The older man looked at him, he says, so how's your preaching going? He said, uh, it would be going great if it wasn't for people. <laughs> you know, but that's the ministry, that's the work. We work with people. But this morning... There's a stark reminder from this passage that I need to leave with you, and that is that sin will separate you. Verse 3 and 4, it talks about your hands are defiled with blood, your fingers with iniquity, your lips have spoken lies, your tongue hath muttered perverseness. There's quite a few senses, uh, the sense of taste, our fingers, our iniquity, our, our lips, our fingers, our tongues. And we could go to James and we could talk about the tongue, you know, our words. We must be careful how we speak. We must be careful what we say about others and about God. And I know I'm just looking at, at uh, briefly some of the uh, areas this morning that has to do with examination. But I simply need to ask you, how is your life? Are there, how's your prayer life? Are you able to speak to God? Are you able to share with brothers and sisters within the congregation? Is your relationship where it needs to be? I made a list here of, on the more positive side, now going to the book of Ephesians. And I, I won't read a whole lot of verses here, but I'd like to just, I'd like to just share with you the, the uh, blessings 
of what we have when we are in Christ. Ephesians talks a lot about the words in Christ. And that's our spiritual walk, our relationship with Jesus Christ. When we are in Christ, we have a lot of blessings. And I just want to go over a few of them here. Quite a number of them are from Ephesians, and several of them are from other books. So we'll just uh, look at these here. Romans 3.24, we are justified, declared not guilty. Romans 8, verse 1, no condemnation awaits us. Praise God for that. There is no condemnation to those who walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh. We've spent a lot of time there. Romans 8, 2, we are set free from the law of sin and death. Freedom. 1 Corinthians 1, verse 2, we are sanctified made holy in Christ Jesus. 1 Corinthians 1.30, we are pure and holy in Christ. 1 Corinthians 15.22, we will be made alive at the resurrection when we are in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5.7, we are new persons in Christ. We are new people. Old has passed away. The, the old has passed away. Behold, all things become new. 2 Corinthians 5.21 We are made right with God. And that is the blessing of being in Christ. Galatians 3.28 We are one in Christ with all other believers. And coming now to the book of Ephesians, Ephesians 1.3, we are blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Verse 4 of Ephesians 1, we are holy and without fault. Verses 5 and 6 of Ephesians 1, we are adopted as, as God's children, adopted into the family of God. Ephesians 1.7, our sins are taken away. And we are forgiven. Ephesians 1, 10 and 11. We will be brought under Christ's authority. Ephesians 1, 13. We are marked as belonging to God by the Holy Spirit. We're given a seal. I believe that verse talks about. Ephesians 2, 6. We have been raised up to sit with Christ in heavenly realms. Ephesians 2.6 says, And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places. Here it is, in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 2.10, We are God's masterpiece. For we are his workmanship created, here it is, in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Ephesians 2.13, we have been bought, brought near to God. Ephesians 3.6, we share in the promise through Christ. Ephesians 3.12, we can come with freedom and confidence into God's presence. Blessing of being in Christ. 
Ephesians 5, 29 and 30, we are members of Christ's body, the church. And what a glorious relationship that should be. Colossians 2.10, we have been given fullness in Christ. And Colossians 2.11, we are set free from our sinful nature. And 2 Timothy 2.10, we have eternal glory. And so as you examine your heart this morning, how... What do, you, what do you see when you look at your heart? You know, examining ourselves, we need to look inward. It is a personal examination. It's not an examination of your brother or sister. It's your personal examination. Sometimes we get that a little twisted. And we'd like to say, well, what about this person? Or what about that person? Examination this morning and preparing us for partaking of those glorious emblems. The emblems that represent the, the broken body of Christ and his shed blood. We have to look inward and make sure that I personally, you personally, are right with God. And so we need help to see ourselves clearly. When we're serious about taking an inside look, God promises three sources for light. The first one is the Spirit of God. The second one is the word of God. And the third one is the people of God. Three very valuable sources that we need when it comes to examining ourselves. The spirit of God, the word of God, and the people of God. And each response can be used to replace the blindness of self-deceit with clear vision of integrity. Each of those avenues can help us not be deceived ourselves, not trying to hide something, but to simply be open and growing together in the Lord. Growth always requires discomfort. The Spirit was given not just to, not just to comfort, but to convict. You know, God is not so much interested in making us comfortable as he is showing us and convicting us where there may be sin in our heart. I came this week with a little, of a little outline here of Psalm 23, and this may not necessarily be connected to a council message, but I'd like to share it with you. And maybe if I have extra, I do have extra copies. If you want one, I can share it with you. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. That's relationship. I shall not want. That's supply. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. That's rest. He leadeth me beside the still waters. That's refreshment he restoreth my soul that's healing he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness that's guidance his name uh, for his name's sake that's purpose yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death that's testing I will fear no evil that's protection. 
for thou art with me. That's faithfulness. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. That's discipline. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. That's hope. Thou anointest my head with oil. That's consecration. My cup runneth over. That's abundance. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. That's blessing. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. That's security. Forever. That's eternity. God's love and provision for us is amazing. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, this morning I want to thank you and praise you again for your goodness to us. I want to thank you for this congregation who has been so hospitable to us, to my wife and I this week. I just pray that you would bless each one as they have given to us. May you bless them in their walk with the Lord as we looked at examining our hearts this morning. Help them to truly examine where they are and may they truly find peace in their heart toward you and toward their brothers and sisters in Christ. Lord, help them to have the joy of the Lord in their heart as they share their peace testimonies and share their counsel Wednesday night in preparation for partaking of those wonderful emblems that represent the broken body and shed blood of Christ. May their time of communion be a time that draws them together as they continue to serve you faithfully. We ask all this in Jesus' worthy name. Amen.